Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And, you know, we've been on the air now, oh, it's 19 years that I started with Voice America in the beginning. And I just want to tell you how many incredible people I've interviewed, thousands, and take a look at all of the wonderful guests and hosts on Voice America. We're here to inspire and educate. Today, we are talking on such a timely topic. My guest is Val Walker, and the name of her book is 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community. And it couldn't come at a better time, because although the show is evergreen, we are right now in the height of a pandemic, the coronavirus. We're in April of 2020. So even if you listen three years later, you'll get a lot out of this show, but we are going to focus somewhat on the coronavirus. Val Walker received her MS in Rehabilitation Counseling from Virginia Commonwealth University and is a Rehabilitation and Grief Consultant. Her articles and interviews have appeared in the AARP Bulletin, Time, Good Housekeeping, Cope with Cancer, Boston Globe Magazine, Marie Claire, and Whole Living. Her first book, The Art of Comforting, won the Nautilus Book Award. And so we're very excited to have her with us. Welcome, Val. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm excited about it. Well, all I can tell you is I know you didn't write the book when this was going on, and this was the farthest thing from any of our minds. But wow, just the title, 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community. Isn't this virus, Val, in a way, forcing us to break through the isolation, forcing us to contact those 400 people? Talk about what it's doing maybe in that positive vein. I so like your start with this. I couldn't agree with you more. Do you know that our time now is the perfect time to expand our networks and actually build our networks and build community? Even though we can't physically see people we care about, this is a great time to really look around, navigate ways to find communities around you, and it's amazing what we can do now with Zoom and everything from Facebook events and watch parties and Skype, and you can find your long-lost friends from 20 years ago who may have been in classes with you or coworkers. We have a great opportunity now to rediscover and strengthen our networks. Well, I, I think that's important, and I'm glad we we're opening with that because so many times we open with, oh, what a calamity. And I will tell you, in the work that I do, it's actually expanded. As you've, It's expanded my network because I'm meeting more people, and I'm reuniting with people I've known before. I'm creating more business networks online, and when you're online, you get to be with more people that maybe you couldn't meet in person. So I can tell you that technology has been a godsend, particularly, you know, the online things like Zoom or Skype. I mean, they've really been, they've been, been a godsend, I think, for all of us. It really has been, and we've had to also, I think, help technically help yes. our uh seniors and people who are older yes. or people who aren't as familiar, we also, I think, have to help each other learn that technology. That's true. 
I mean, that, that does, that does. Now, what inspired you to write the book? I know you wrote it before any of this, but what inspired you to write it? Well, it came out of a great period of isolation for me. I had lined up a couple of my best close friends in Maine, in the Portland, Maine area, back in 2012 when I had a hysterectomy, major surgery, my family was not around, and I really had counted on them to pick me up from the hospital and help me for a couple of days after the surgery. And to my great surprise, on the morning after the surgery, I woke up with you know, my IV wrapped around me and feeling terrible and groggy, and I saw on my on my phone a text message that said, sorry, family emergency, we can't come today. They just left me stranded. So it shocked me, and I also tried to call a few friends and friends of friends, and I just wasn't getting anywhere, and plus I felt really woozy and still very, very frail after the surgery, but the hospital still discharged me late that afternoon, and I couldn't find anybody to take me home or pick me up or help me out. It it was very miserable. Um, I basically ended up begging somebody's daughter and paying somebody to Mm. help me out. I, I just, you know, I was shocked. So that's how it all started. I I thought deep down into in my heart that someday I'm going to write about this. <laughs> and and I think too and I'd like to ask you this. I think so many times we think that these very strong connections have to be family and friends and people we've known forever. And we can make an amazingly powerful connection in a day. Right? Where we just feel connected. And I think that so many times we're so busy, and that's the other thing, is we've been so busy running around, you know, we we do we we've created that isolation in our society. Absolutely. There's so many ways people are isolated. I'll just name a few. My friends who couldn't show up and help me, they were isolated, I found out many months later. They were isolated and ashamed, and it kept it secret from me that they had children in their own family who were dealing with an opioid crisis. So they were caught up in the chaos of a lot of Mm. crazy stuff around the opioid issues. Mm. Uh, I had another friend who had special needs adult children, and she just didn't have time for a social life. I started finding that a lot of us put our so-called social life on the back burner because we're caught up with the crisis in the day-to-day, absolute, not just busyness, but a lack of basic supports in our lives for the hands-on needs we have, the financial needs. I call it living in survival mode. And the most Isolated groups out there, according to AARP studies and National Institute of Health studies, let me just tell you, I'll just name a few. Um, Number one are caregivers who are taking care of people almost full-time. They don't have time for, they have no time. They are very isolated. Also, another group are people who are have chronic illnesses or serious illnesses of their own. They don't have the energy or the wherewithal right. or the finances to get out. People right. who have lost a loved one who are divorced mm-hmm. and people who are just financially strapped after losing a job or having, you know, a lot of gigs that don't pay the bills and you can't go out. So I just wanted to name that 
isolation is often caused by forces in our lives outside of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, but now, so many people are feeling that beyond those specialty groups, right? Yes. Beyond those groups. Yes, it compounds yeah. it. This really compounds it. But I would like to say that if we can at least identify what's isolating us and separate that from the feelings and loneliness we feel inside ourselves, our loneliness is a reaction. Our loneliness is a sense of also feeling different than others or nobody can relate to what I'm going through. And so my book talks a lot about the inside work we can do towards looking at the isolation and coming from a more compassionate Mm. and more and, and certainly from compassion, but also a sense of being an advocate for yourself and saying, okay, well, I've got to make a plan and take some action here. So, But you need that compassion before you can do anything else. Yeah, that I self-compassion. That's, yeah, I think that's true. And I'm, I'm wondering, for those people who aren't just, they're not intrinsically compassionate, is that going to change during this? Or temporarily? What do you think? Well, I would say, number one, that people who are suffering from this a lot, if they can just see that much of this is not through any fault of their own. You know, it's not because they didn't plan well enough. It's not because they aren't popular or good enough to work somewhere. This is one thing about this coronavirus is that it's given us the sense that we all have a common reason for isolation. And a big theme in my book was, you know, when when you find people are isolated by the same things you are, you can actually build community with right. the same forces that isolate you. So it's like it galvanizes us. And we can say, well, I lost my job too. And you find other groups somehow where people are going through just what you're going through. So instead of feeling lonely and ashamed and stigmatized that something's wrong with you, you can go, look, we're, we're gosh, we've got the same things. What are we going to do? Can we be compassionate with each other? So I think compassion is a growth out of identifying and finding the same common things. Very much so. There's there's so much to talk about, so we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes. But what do you say to people who are introverted during this time? You know, they just, they don't naturally reach out because they're shyer, more shy. What would you say? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I would say that even if you're introverted, we normally doesn't mean you have to be isolated. You may care about some people that you simply enjoy their company with. They may be fellow introverts. They may, they may be someone who shares your interests. So even if you don't have a big talk and you're feeling chatty with somebody, why not send that friend of yours a list of your favorite movies or your favorite books? You don't necessarily have to talk about it, but you can show your interest and still be a resource for each other and supportive of each other, even if you're not going to have a bunch of talking going on. Does that make sense? We, we have ways we can reach yeah. out without a lot of Absolutely. talking. Absolutely. Or people, ways. right, and, and many times introverts like to write, right? Yeah. Write letters, write notes. Right. Write stories. Yeah. yeah. I think. Absolutely. Very, we can make things for each other. 
All right. All right. We're going to go to break, but let me tell you a little bit more about Val. Val Walker is the author of 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community, which just came out this month. And she discovered that she had no one to take her home after she was hospitalized for an illness. And after her friend failed to show up, she found herself waiting in the hospital for hours, waiting to be discharged. Although she thought she had a large network, she had no one to rely on. And so that was the catalyst for helping her reach out, create this book, find people. And so out of that came this amazing message. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Val Walker uh, more about her book, 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community. And Val Walker is a rehabilitation and grief consultant. Her articles have appeared all over the country in major magazines. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Stay tuned, folks. Don't go anywhere. We've got plenty more, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your pets play a major role in your life. After all, they're as much a member of the family as anybody else. Now there's a show that will show you how to keep them healthy and living their life to the fullest. Healthy Tales with Dr. Mondrian Contreras. We'll talk about veterinary health and help you understand the wellness and treatment plans that you need to know about your best friend. Listen every Wednesday to Healthy Tales at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. There are many innocent people who were found guilty of crimes that they did not commit. Join criminal defense investigator Jeff Stein for Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Each show, we'll discuss the problem, and it is a problem. The fact that because of incompetent investigations and a poor judicial system, anybody can become a victim. Can we fix this? Tune in to find out. You can listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And today we're talking about the most important topic we could talk about 
at this time. And although this show is evergreen and you could be listening a year or two later or more than that, um, we really want you to know that this time we are going through the coronavirus. It's a pandemic and we're in April of 2020. And our guest is Val Walker and her book is 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community. And she wrote this. It just was published. So she had no idea this was going to happen. And it's perfect to talk about during this virus when so many of us have to socially distance and physically distant. So it's it's really great. And a little bit about Val. Val received her MS in rehabilitation counseling from the Virginia Commonwealth University, and she's a rehabilitation and grief consultant. Her articles have appeared in many national magazines. She won the Nautilus Book Award in 2010 for her book, The Art of Comforting. Comforting. She's a contributor to the Health Story Collaborative in Boston, Mass., and she teaches and speaks throughout New England. So welcome back, Val. Thank you. All right. So I want to look at some of these things that you had mentioned. Here are some things that you suggest to people in your new book. You say, and let's take each of them. You say, find one empathetic person. Let's talk about that. That shouldn't be so hard to do during this during this pandemic. But but talk about it. Well, that's really where we start. We can't be afraid and feeling grief or feeling lonely just by ourselves. We need a person to talk to. And that person to talk to somehow needs to be a comforting person for us that can provide empathy, compassion. A big one is patience, too. You know, they don't rush you to get to a point. They don't rush you to decide what you're going to do. Sometimes we just need that person we feel so at ease with. We can be our true self. We might even be allowed to feel vulnerable and say things that we're afraid to admit or notice. So that person there, it could be just a wonderful, sweet aunt that you have, you know, that you've had all your life that you've always been able to talk to and confide in. It could be a best friend. You know, it could be just about anyone, but as long as that person will not judge you or rush you and will allow you to feel what you feel, because right now, this is all so new, what we're going through with this pandemic. It's so different and so new. We don't quite know what to do with it. And I'm going to come right out and say this. Most of us, including myself, even my publisher, all these people I work with, they're all saying... I'm not working on all four of my cylinders right now. (laughs) You know, we're not quite Mm -hmm. able to be our best right now. And the reason is, is we're very preoccupied. Yeah, very uncertain. It's a big part of our energy just trying to make sense out of everything. And it takes a big chunk out of our energy and our focus, our attention. So I just want everybody to just accept that we're not going to be the productive go down the to-do list kind of person we think we should be right now. So letting go of the shoulds, number one, and finding a person that can accept you as you are. And by the way, maybe you will have a person in your life that you can give and take that with. That person needs you to be that way. Ideally, 
Yeah. You know, I'm doing a lot of webinars online right now, uh, corporate webinars for companies, and they're all asking for how do I parent during this uh, pandemic? You know, how do I communicate? How do I deal with, um, you know, the resistance and, and all of this anxiety and fear? How do I deal with it? And one of the most important things that we talk about is you must get those feelings. If you don't share those feelings, they'll be bottled up in you. They'll stay there and it's going to come out in your body somewhere. Right, you've got to be able to yeah. own them. They're real. They're real. And that's so true. And especially if you're a parent taking care of younger children or you're a, an adult taking care of an older parent, when you're in that just enormous amount of responsibility, we've got to have that person. Now, I want to make sure people know that if you don't have that kind of person to talk to in your natural circle somewhere, please remember that. The mental health community is really stepping up right now. There are crisis lines and community lines. You can locate a mental health professional, a therapist. Please know that this is a time where people are going to be very accepting of your need to talk to someone out there. And uh, there's a lot of mobilizing going on by calling 211. If you're in the New York City area, 311. Uh, all around the country, there are many lines you can call. The good old crisis text line, 741-741. And um, I've, I've got other numbers which you can put up after our talk today because I, I feel it's almost a public service duty of mine to say you don't have to be alone. There are wonderfully trained people out there to listen and help you yeah. think things through. So please, if your immediate circle doesn't have somebody to talk to, just please don't shy away from talking to someone. Right. And you, your second one goes along with that, seeking meetups with those in similar situations. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've done as, a, as a, a business person, you know, a solopreneur, is I have a lot of networking groups, and we're meeting on Zoom online, and it's been amazing. I mean, I'm making more connections now, you know, and be coming up with more creative ways than we did before because we, we have more time to do this now. So in that right. sense, we have the time that we never that we didn't have before. What do you think? Right. Well, especially, there are two ways to look at support groups. One way of finding support groups is around a common theme about something that isolates you or causes you problems in life. Okay? So, for example, I have a chronic illness with colitis. Okay, Crohn's and colitis groups get together because we have a lot in common. It affects our social life, too, this kind of an illness. So uh, if you find people in a support group, you can build over time. It doesn't all happen at once. It can take months or years. But connecting with people through what is isolating you or calling, causing you problems, caregiver support groups, chronic illness support groups, um, parenting support groups, you know, lonely mom yeah. support groups. Yeah. Um, so find that. That's one place to start. And another way is just finding groups around your common interests. 
just feeling your passions, you know, it could be music, you know, we've all got our passions, and getting together with fellow enthusiasts and aficionados around, you know, your favorite stuff, oh my God, you have so much you can learn from each other when you share your passions, so. Yeah, I I really think in some way, and I know it's very hard for so many people, and it's hard for all of us, because we don't know what tomorrow is bringing, it's impacted a lot of us financially, but I think the silver lining here is that has opened up communication opportunities. People are, you know, are more willing to share and talk and network, I think, than ever before. I think the isolation has pushed us in that direction. It really has. It really has. One of the things we do when we share is share resources and tips and ideas. Oh, how did you get through that, you know? Tell me, tell me how you, you know, you figured out how to feed five people on, you know, that. <laughs> and Absolutely. so there's all kinds of ways to share our stories and our tips with each other. And once again, we can get a little burned out being on the screen all the time. So don't forget, just good old-fashioned phone calls work pretty well, too. You know, we don't... Yeah have to yeah. be well, I think, I think enough, right. I want to add to that too and I'd love your comments is I think we need to take breaks and exercise whether we walk outside or whether right. I mean I sometimes watch my favorite program and jump around in my living room and just so right. that I'm, I'm getting the aerobic exercise I think we need to move I think that's important did you know that emotions especially seek movement so I'm going to go all out and say when you're feeling anger or you're feeling sadness, I I would say put some music on, feel it. If yeah. you want to stretch to it or dance to it, go for it. If you want to take a fast walk for a few blocks, playing something that really works out some feelings for you, it's a little right. bit like music therapy combined with exercise to get some feelings out and help. It's just powerful to be able to express those emotions somehow. Absolutely. I mean, that helped helped us before all this music, but it can yeah, help but, us even more now. Yeah. yeah and emotions. another thing that you mentioned is yeah. offering our help to others. So, you know, maybe we could go shopping for someone and just drop the food or the things off by their doorstep. Yeah. I mean, so there well, are other things we can do. We have three minutes to break. So go ahead, Val. Well, there's so much research. I did lots of research on the importance of volunteering for breaking out of isolation and loneliness, a sense of finding your purpose, finding a mission, how it pulls you out of your self, your shell. So any way you choose to volunteer, even during this time, you can call a senior center and find out ways to help seniors in your area. You can uh, help out. There are so many things you can make at home to help people. I know my roommate's busy still making face masks. She's sewing up a storm making face masks for people. And I have clients that I still help out that need those face masks, you know. Um, There are lots of ways to help, and it gives us a sense of purpose when we feel helpless and powerless. But if we're in service of some kind, there's great evidence to show it helps anxiety and depression and loneliness to feel that we're part of something bigger than ourselves and helping others. It's a sure way to relieve some of those emotions. Absolutely. And then the last one before break is persevering and not taking rejection personally. So, you know, um, I think this is a very important time, just that if you feel rejected or if somebody doesn't answer you, trying not to take it personally. It's usually not about you. Yeah. 
I mean, this, Particularly this isn't now. a good time to have a birthday party or a wedding or a big graduation ceremony. A lot of us are feeling lonely because the big events we were looking so forward to and sharing, well, nobody's sort of, you kind of feel like you don't matter, you know, because it's like nobody's really celebrating the way you thought you would. And even when my book came out on March 26th, I was going to have a big book release party. (laughs) And I have to admit, nobody, we couldn't really get together in a way that felt really satisfying. I had to change my expectations. And likewise with everyone, we've got to really drop those expectations. People are so preoccupied. Right. (laughs) Right. And to do it another way. We're going to take a break now. But when we come back, we'll talk about how you can do some of those parties and some of those things technologically on Zoom and on some of those outlets. So we'll talk about that as well. My guest is Val Walker, and her book is 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community, particularly now during the coronavirus in April of 2020. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. I'm Patricia Raskin, and we'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. We all know that today our country is in many ways run by vested interests, which have accumulated large amounts of power for themselves and at our expense. But this can be changed by recognizing the problems and then by adopting libertarian solutions to address them. Tune into All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Judge Gray and his guests will discuss the problem areas of today and then present solutions that result in a better world for ourselves and our children. Tune in Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. 
Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Now, as I've said before, the show is evergreen, so you can listen anytime, and many people do. But we are in the height right now in April 2020 of the coronavirus, which is a a COVID-19 pandemic. And our author wrote this book, um, you know, just published it. It just came out, and she had no idea how timely her book would be when it came out. Her book is, and her name is Val Walker. Val is a rehabilitation and grief consultant. Her new book is 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community. Her articles have appeared in many national magazines. She's a contributor to the Health Story Collaborative in Boston. And her book, uh, The Art of Comforting, uh, won the Nautilus Book Award in 2010. Welcome back, Val. It's good to be here. Thank you. All right, so I want to I want to uh, go back to what we were just talking about when you were saying that you know when you published your book you really wanted to have a party. It came out March twenty mm-hmm. fifth, and you know you just felt left out. It was really hard, and it just we have to do things differently. So I want to share something with you. I'm I'm Jewish, and for the whole, my entire life I've always gone to a seder, always. So I already knew like two weeks ahead, I was already thinking, I'm not sitting here alone. I'm just not because I live alone. I do have family. But, you know, I mean, again, we're, we're not going to go there because we all have to kind of stay in our own place. So I started calling around and asking where the satyrs were. And one of the people in my synagogue had a satyr, and they do a lot of services anyway at our temple, sign of creative services. So I did one satyr um, the first night of Passover with this family, and they had, it was really amazing because it was a Zoom satyr, and there were about 30 of us, and she had her family from all over the country. We had people from our temple. So it was, and we got to read and share our thoughts, and it was, it was wonderful. Okay. And I I, I felt satisfied. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm alone. Well, three days later, my daughter, who lives in New York, decided to do a Seder that she's done almost every year for the last maybe five or 10 years. And it's a non-traditional Seder. It brings in all races. So when we talk about anti-Semitism, it brings in anti-racism and, you know, and the exodus. And and it just brings in sort of a global picture of freedom and liberation and, you know, and being, um, you know, and, and, and suffering and bondage. So she had the Seder. And it was the, I have to tell you, Val, it was four hours. And oh she gosh. had her closest friends. I mean, these were her friends from, you know, and these, a lot of these people are international. They've traveled. They're of different races and cultures. It was so meaningful. I, I mean, it was just, the next day she called me and she said, you know, Mom, she said, I really felt like people were here. I really did. And I said, it was so touching. I was so, so I didn't feel, I didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, something was missing. Of course, these people are very open. They really share their feelings. I mean, it was different from the other Seder. You know, these were very good friends and you know, they talked about their hardships and they talked about what they wanted to see for next year and what does freedom mean and what does slavery mean and what is it we want to do in our country. And it was just, everybody shared their thoughts. It was incredible. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to promote isolation, but I'm saying that this, if with the right people, when you open your heart and you can see them, it's not the same as touching them, but it's the second best thing. So that's what I wanted to share. Oh, I'm so glad to hear this. Um, It really makes my heart feel full because to me, it truly boils down to the thoughtfulness 
and how meaningful it is. When you're thoughtful for someone else, whether it is a so-called screen visit, it's putting your heart and soul right into these so-called devices, but it comes through. Your soul comes through. It, it It does. And you know, it was one of the nicest things. One of my daughter's closest friends, a gentleman, said at the end, He said, and you know what? It's so wonderful to see your mother here with us tonight. It reminds me, I wish my mom could have been here. I mean, it was just warmed my heart, Uh, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. And even though I couldn't have a big party when my book came out, uh, the friends individually reached out to me. One friend gave me flowers. I got a homemade beautiful card. Somebody beaded me a lovely necklace. So you can give gifts, handmade things, and um, thoughtful things to people as well. So I just wanted you to know that's how I kind of had my party was in little bits at a time. But it was all deeply meaningful. Absolutely. Let's talk more, Val, about the stigma of isolation. There isn't as much a stigma right now because everybody's isolated, but just in general. Well, I would like to say... When you think of isolated people, let's just, first thing that comes to your mind, you think of a lonely person or an isolated person, often when people just think of an image, they often think of a bag lady or a cat lady or a homeless person or a person who looks dejected or an old person sitting on a bench. You know, some of these stereotypes... We often are haunted, in a way, by some of those images, and we, we tend to wonder if we're really going through a period of isolation. Again, we wonder, did I cause this because of something wrong with me? Uh, we, in our very individualistic society, tend to blame ourselves first and foremost. I haven't done something right. I haven't done something well enough. I made the wrong choices. I picked the wrong friends. Um, I, I just basically am a loser. <laughs> That's kind of what we feel mm-hmm. deep down when we're mm-hmm. finding that people don't it, seem to, it, to resonate it, it, with us. That's what a lot of us feel. And so what isolates us is the shame, the stigma, yeah. the feeling that nobody can understand. And, and there's also a huge taboo in our society of being needy in any yes. way. We yep. were so afraid to say, yep. gosh, I'm lonely. Yep. We're scared to even look lonely. Can I've actually been, and I write about this in my book, when you pick the wrong people to tell you're lonely to, like if you just tell somebody, look, I'm lonely or I'm looking for a friend, you're going to scare them away. Absolutely. And you so know, we have it, to be really careful with yeah. this. Yeah, you know, Benet Brown has been talking a lot about this, uh, her whole thing about being vulnerable. She's written a lot. She's um, been on television and done TED Talks. I mean, this is really a a topic that's come up so much as being vulnerable. And the other thing I wanted to say is that in other cultures, like in the Blue Zones, that Dan Buettner, who's a National Geographic explorer, has discovered in the five Blue Zones, the people who live the longest and are healthiest and happiest – First might they they eat a certain way they eat a lot of plant based food but they have community they have community yeah. sometimes from cradle to the death you know these they stay together and they're they're really part of a tight knit community and that makes all the difference it does absolutely but we're we are as Americans much much more individualistic 
Yes. Um, and so when it's time, see, after my terrible breakthrough when I had been stranded in the hospital and realized I didn't have friends I could turn to, the turning point for me was remembering, hey, Val, you were a counselor for 25 years with people who were a lot more isolated and lonely than you were. I remembered how I had helped other people by advocating for them, people with mental illness, people with disabilities, people who were homeless. I used my compassion and advocacy to help them make friends and get connected and find jobs, find groups to belong to. So I I realized, you know, I was really good at that because I cared about getting them plugged into their community and helping them build community. And then it just struck me, Val, why can't you just do that for yourself? Why is it so hard for you to go from feeling ashamed for not having people you can count on to turning around and being a counselor, an advocate, a compassionate representative for yourself. So that's what made me start writing the book. I said, I'm going to write the book I couldn't find. I'm going to chronicle my journey, which starts in 2012. When I decide to move to Boston, I started from scratch with not a soul that I knew in Boston and Mm -hmm. built a whole life over a seven-year period. And I do have a happy ending in the book, which I won't say. But I started with nothing. Indeed, I'd even lost my job in Maine. I was broke. I had my chronic colitis. I was approaching 60 years old. I kind of thought I was a bit of a loser because nobody had shown up in my life. So I mm. said, okay, I'm going to start over in Boston. So it's sort of like, it's a book that says, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. But How I also inspiring. How oh, inspiring. How inspiring. Really. Thank you. And and, and we're going to take a break in a minute. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the self-talk that people give give to us when we ask them to get out there and they say, oh, I can't. And then the other thing is the advice for people who are lonely, who want to get out there, but need sort of some social skills first. They need to build their conversational skills before they can just get out there. So when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about these things. What's our self-talk to not get us out there? And in getting out there, how do we develop those social and conversational skills so we can get out there? So, um, Val, tell people how they can get your book, and then we'll take a break and come back. Oh, well, certainly through Amazon or through Barnes & Noble, any online book major bookseller, absolutely have at it. <laughs> and a lot of independent bookstores have online ways of buying it, too. But it's pretty much available everywhere. It's also inva- available in an audio version. Wonderful. And do you have, and what is your website? It's valwalkerauthor.com. Okay. And so everything is on there too. Do you do consultations? Yes. And I really love doing it. I coach people mostly in small groups, but I do tutorials on how to build your networks and build friendships, expand your social life. All right, so valwalkerauthor.com. So again, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about how do you expand your network, how do you build it when you're more of an introvert, and then, you know, how we sometimes give ourselves self-talk that really doesn't help us. So we're listening. you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Val Walker. Her book is 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community, particularly now during the COVID-19 in April of 2020. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with Val Walker right after the break. Follow. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? Definitely not. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Edward Cheney. Ed will explain full-spectrum CBD, where the whole hemp plant can be used for treatment, and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are working on your path to enlightenment, may we suggest another guide point to help you get there. It's Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Roz and her guests are making this show a safe place to find balance, healing, and transformation. You'll learn how to manifest the best version of your life. Make sure you join Roz every week for Soul Healing Conversations, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And my guest today is Val Walker, who is a rehabilitation and grief consultant. Her articles and interviews have appeared in many national magazines. She won the Nautilus Book Award in 2010 for her book, The Art of Comforting, and she's a contributor to the Health Story Collaborative in Boston. Her brand new book, hot off the press right during this COVID-19 coronavirus in April of of 2020, although she, uh, this happened, let's see, her book came out March 25th of 2020. Her book is 400 Friends and No One to Call, Breaking Through Isolation and Building Community. So welcome back, Val. All right, so here's what I want to talk about. I want to read some of the things that you have here. These are common barriers. This is self-talk that people will say when you suggest that we should get out there. Someone might say, Oh, the traffic is ridiculous. So who wants to fight it and go out just for fun? Here's another one. I can't get a babysitter or caregiver to help out, so I can't get out. Here's another one. I work three jobs just to put foot on the table, and I'm too exhausted to get out. The fourth one. I have a chronic illness, and this totally eats away my energy, focus, and time. And five. 
I just don't have the money for going out. I'm in debt big time. No gas money, no disposable money for eating out or going to a movie or going to a ball game or going to a concert. It sucks being too broke to go out. Now, Val, these are all pretty good excuses. So talk about them. These are, these are, mm-hmm. you know, these are, these aren't uh, light excuses. These are real no. things. Go ahead. And I, I actually, myself, I wouldn't even call them excuses. There's no shame in saying these are true forces that are isolating you. Chronic illness right. isolates you. Not having money is very isolating. Not having energy at the end of the day from working your tail off for 10 hours isolates you. So, given that, what will get us off that sofa or off our screen or doing something? And what gives us that sense of action? And I have 15 other people I profiled in my book who chime along with their stories about what broke them out of isolation. And I'm just going to bring out some of the common denominators. Number one, what might break you out of yourself, out of your shell, is following something that you care deeply about, just your caring. Follow your caring. Follow, a second thing to follow is your curiosity, something that you're just dying to learn about. A third thing that we can follow is just following our passion or our bliss, something that we just love. Like, just, you know, we want to be by the water, say. You know, or we, we just love boats, or we love horses, or we love something so powerful that we're dying to share it with somebody else. Um, so I've listed what what pulls you out of your shell could be your caring, it could be your curiosity in something, it could be following your bliss, something of a passion of yours. Yeah. It could also be following your healing. A lot of times people build groups around the thing that's healing for them. Following your healing is a huge, wonderful motivator. And the fifth one is following whatever it is, your sense of purpose to make a difference in the world. So some people, you know, feel motivated to get out and join a group through a cause that they believe in. They care deeply about the wilderness and want to protect the wilderness, or they care about a cause like people with disabilities so what I'm trying to say is we have to identify inside ourselves what is it that really we care so much about that is something that will pull us out of ourselves. And I think when you find something really meaningful, you're going to naturally want to share with others. You're not going to feel so, like you're kicking yourself in the butt. Right. You're not so going to mind. You're just going to be, this is just me. I love water. I love right. dogs. I love to write. I want to share my stories or I'm healing from my addiction and I want to be with other people in recovery. So we find our groups around something that we just just absolutely feel pulls us out. So do you feel, Val, then, that that will help you rebuild your social skills or your conversational skills naturally? Yes. Just by going towards something. Instead of, you know, trying to practice in the mirror, just go do something that you feel passionate about so your conversational skills are natural. You better believe it. I call it being in your element. You know, when we're in our element, where we're in a place where we feel comfortable, it could be a place or it could be a certain person that puts us at ease. Uh, It could be a shared interest or something we're learning together. We know what it is deep down when we light up from inside, when we perk up, where we feel energized. 
Um, and we know it. We can sense it in somebody else when they're, they've got a light that comes into their eyes, too. You, you feel that connection, that click, and it'll pull you out of your feeling like you can't talk. It just does. It, it, it's human. It'll come naturally if we just absolutely love whatever it is we're sharing. Absolutely. All right, closing thoughts. What is your message? What do you want to leave with our listeners about 400 friends and no one to call, breaking through isolation and building community, certainly during any time, but certainly Mm -hmm. during this coronavirus that we're having in March and April of 2020 and maybe beyond? These are the three big things, I would say. Helping others keeps us from feeling helpless. So reach out and do something for someone else if you're in doubt. (laughs) Number two, what isolates us can be a force that unites us. So by it certainly just having as a conversation piece the coronavirus, it gets you talking with other people and connecting. We all have a story to share about something we're going through with this virus. So it's an icebreaker. (laughs) So that's number two. What isolates us can be a force that unites us. And number three is that this time of social distancing is the perfect time for actually expanding your network. And I call it social closening, not distancing. Right, Um, and I I, I call it physical distancing, not social distancing. Right, Because we're physically distanced, right, but we're not socially distanced. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful comments. Thank you, Val. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Tell people again how they can get your book and contact you. Well, my website is valwalkerauthor.com, and any any book-selling website will be just fine. Uh, Amazon and Barnes & Noble and Books A Million and indie bookstores. Um, and from my website, I have outlets through the website, too. All right. Thank you so much for being on the program. It was inspirational, motivational, and um, just great to meet you. What Great to meet you. Kindred spirit. <laughs> it felt Thank that you. way. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember... Stay healthy, stay happy, particularly healthy during this time. Stay healthy, stay happy. Get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and like me there. You can also write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all the wonderful guests that I have on each month, including Val and and others. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking about creating your own program because you've got wonderful ideas during this time, contact me because I help people put their own podcast shows together too and uh, it's just been wonderful it's wonderful to have the show Uh, as I said we're in our 19th year and I've learned and gained so much from meeting such great people and I'm so happy I've been able to share them with you until next time have a wonderful week stay safe stay safe and close to the ones you love all right bye for now Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.